I had been embedded with the pact since the conflict in the Silver Wastes, and today I accompanied General Almora's soul-keeper to Ratanovas. The pact commander was here, and the general needed to see him, but she was tight-lipped as to why. You have to know where to draw the line when dealing with military brass, so I didn't press the issue. The pact commander finally arrived, stepping out of an Asuran gate with Ritlock Brimstone in tow, and the general waved them over. General Soulkeeper, this is quite a surprise. What brings you to Radonovus? You do, Commander. I've come here to offer you a new position within the pact. The martial rank is, uh, vacant, and we want you to fill it. This is an honor. I'm glad you view it in that light. The pact is hanging on by a thread. I see. I can tell you're having your doubts, so let me just be upfront about the role. Certain pact elements feel like Marshal Traherne's mistake was going out into the field and getting himself killed. The new Marshal would be planted safely in an office in Lion's Arch, still leading the troops, but out of harm's way. As flattered as I am by your offer, I'm going to have to respectfully decline, General. After our Mordremoth battle, I believe I, Ritlock, and the others would be more effective operating as our own guild. I understand the decision on your early retirement, although I'm disappointed. Then all hell broke loose in the chamber beyond. Protect the counselors! Run! It's a crazy Silvari! What happened? I came in through the caves because I couldn't find the gate. I wasn't expecting such an enthusiastic welcome. The arrival of Kanak had shaken the Asura. Their fear was understandable, but I cannot help but pity all Silvari. They face such discrimination now, regardless of whether they fought Mordremoth's influence or succumbed to its corruption. In truth, they were just victims of the dragon, like us all. Their minds invaded and assaulted. Hundreds were stripped of their very identity, enslaved and forced to betray and kill their friends and kin. People, people are so cruel when fear infects their hearts and minds. Why the surprise visit? I'm here answering the call. But Mordremoth's dead. We oh, killed- Oh, it's not the jungle dragon's call. This time it's Anise's. Still holds your billet, eh? She does. But certain messy events have transpired, and I'm assured that if I clean them up, my billet will be released, and I'll once again be free from any yoke. How can I help? Minister Codicus recently <clears throat> left the Queen's protective custody. Anise sent me in a squad of Shining Blade to help the good minister find his way back to Divinity's Reach. Officially, Minister Corticus had evaded a kidnap attempt by White Mantle Bandits and was taken into the protective custody of the Crown. Unofficially, however, he had been caught harbouring those bandits at his Beedleton Manor, and the Queen had intervened, covering his crime to avoid a political crisis. Minister Corticus had a private reputation of being an arrogant, power-hungry, xenophobic warmonger. His public persona was that of a benevolent populist, with protectionist leanings and, of course, a military hardliner who was against ending the war with the Char. If he had escaped the Queen's custody, my first line of investigation would be the Ministry Guard. There had been an insurgent element inside the Guard force for years, with deep links to the White Mantle bandits who plagued Kryta. In recent months, bandit attacks had escalated, 
and perhaps more worryingly, they had launched a propaganda war. In every district of Divinity's Reach, in every town and village of the region, you will see white mantle manifestos on public display. The creeping influence of this death cult could threaten the crown and ignite civil war at a time when the only thing that stands between Tyria and destruction is the unity of all races. Any idea on his whereabouts? There's been a flare-up of white mantle activity in northern Maguma, and intel points to him possibly heading there. I thought the minister claimed to not be in bed with those Mursat lovers. Didn't we all? Redlock, get word to the others. Marjorie might be getting a little restless in Divinity's reach and want in on the action. Commander, if you like, you can hitch a ride on my airship. It's on our way. We can drop you off. Now that's an offer I can't turn down, General. Perfect. I'll grab my Shining Blade detachment and meet you there. We took to the skies as the sun was setting. It was beautiful, but ahead, storm clouds gathered, and much of the crew took shelter, clearing the main deck. I was lucky to be inside too, when it happened. Somehow the ship had survived, but the crew was badly shaken. What had we witnessed? In all my years as a war reporter, I had never seen an explosion like that. The air around the ship hummed with magic. You could feel it like pins and needles crawling over your skin. And I had a nagging moment of deja vu. I had felt something like this before, but where? Our forward propulsion shorted out. What, what, what was that? I think... That feels it's good. It's hard for me to actually say, but I think a bloodstone just exploded. A bloodstone? Then how are we still alive? Good question. But others might not have been so lucky. I'm going down to scout for survivors. See if I can piece together what happened, and why the blast reversed itself. Watch your back, and let me know what you find out. We'll try to get this bird running again. Kanak was supposed to meet me here. OP and his troops were out of range. I followed the commander on his mission. The world needed to know what happened here, no matter what. We glided past hundreds of bloodstone fragments hung in midair, while below us was a gaping crater, which must have been the epicenter of the explosion. Leyline energy ribboned the bloodshot sky, and ominous red portals materialized at random as we descended. They were short-lived, but getting close to them was agony. The magic they radiated burnt my flesh and clouded my mind. A floating island we glided past was empty one moment, then there was a burst of bloodstone magic that lanced the air, and a flock of moa materialised. The poor creatures, they were crazed, charging about madly. And then I realised I had seen this before, at the Formanova reactor. I had investigated that accident years ago, and the very fabric of reality had shattered there. 
the area never recovered. That incident pales into insignificance in comparison to this. By the gods I feared for Kanek and his shining blade, how could anyone on the ground survive? We found a clearing and landed, but were not safe for long. From the air we had seen campfires and made our way there through white mantle enraged spirits and crazed pack troops. At the camp we found a group of pack soldiers. They had secured the area and the commander debriefed squad leader Bennett. I've never seen an explosion collapse on itself like that. Magic was inches from my face and then it suddenly shot into the ground. You think a dragon was responsible? I'm not sure yet. That's what I'm here to investigate. I want to get into that crater and find out why the blast reversed and where the magic went. Easier said than done. The area is swarming with white mantle. We sent a patrol, but only one soldier made it back and she's, uh, not well. Regardless of the danger, the commander was dead set. So we headed to the crater, to its very floor, to try and ascertain the cause of the explosion. Who's there? It's me, Commander. Kaith. Bennett said he saw you. Are you... Trying to figure out why the explosion reversed itself, and the trail led me here. Look at these marks. Could these have been made by a torrent of magic? The Commander and Kaith decided to try and recreate the conditions of the explosion, and scoured the cavern floor for bloodstone shards. Ready? I'll take care of releasing their magic. Then what? Then we cross our fingers that we jumpstart the magic echo and don't blow ourselves to smithereens. What was that? What happened? Where you were standing. There was only a brilliant light, devouring magic. Then some people behind the light didn't look so lucky. These silhouettes... They must have been vaporized by the blast. Who would have done this purposefully? Someone who just absorbed the lion's share of a bloodstone's worth of magic. Could have been Cauticus. I have to find Kanak and warn him, if he's still alive. A shining blade paratrooper landed on the crater floor, just below the temple altar. The commander headed down to meet her. Commander, Kanak ordered us to find you. Minister Kadakus is in the area. He's alive. I need to tell him about what we just witnessed. Point me in the right direction. News that Kanak and his troops had survived the Bloodstone's destruction lifted our spirits, but our ultimate goal, Cordicus, could still evade us. So it was with great haste we made our way to the Broken Colosseum to face the treacherous minister. Kanak, glad to see you're alive. I was afraid you'd been caught in the blast. We almost were, but then, not. Me too. Your troops? Some of them are still looking for you, and the rest are forming a perimeter around this place. I wanted to deal with the Minister privately. I really only need you there to corroborate events, should they go south. Plus, I ran into these two delinquents and figured Dragon's Watch could certainly handle it. Marjorie, Redlock showed up just in time to help us track down Cauticus. It was all anyone could talk about in Divinity's Reach. Kanak, you're here under the orders Countess of... Countess Anise is very concerned about Cauticus's well-being. 
I'm to return him home, unless the innocent until proven guilty minister does something to change those plans. She must be very hopeful your plans change. I was instructed to be tight-lipped about it, but I will say this. Yes, before we find him, Cauticus may have been the someone who consumed the Bloodstone's magic. If it's true, he may be a little stronger than we all remember. If he did, we can't just let him loose on Kryda. Or maybe all of Tyria is his prize this time. I only want to be off Anissa's leash. Saving the world would just be a corollary benefit. The four battled their way to the top of the Colosseum. One door stood between them and their quarry, so they waited outside to confirm he was there. Minister, I understand, but... But, but, quiet! That's him, all right. The commander kicked down the door and ran into the Colosseum, but they were horribly outnumbered. Minister Cotticus, you've obviously been taken prisoner by these white mantle zealots. I'm here to rescue you and return you to the royal palace. Let's drop the charade, shall we, you ignorant leaf? I will not be returning to Divinity's reach until I wear the crown. So I'm clear. You're admitting you're associated with the White Mantle? Are you quite touched? I'm their supreme leader, and they will carry me all the way to the throne of Kryta. Commander, did you witness that? I did. Then by the providence granted to me by Countess Anise, I hereby pass sentence on you, Cordicus Beetlestone. Today is your last day on Tyria. Allow my blade to bid you farewell. You will not stop me. The Crichton throne was built upon white mantle blood, and we are its rightful heirs. You are a heretic, Cordicus. And you shall need no white mantle, for I am their god. What? It, it can't be. Mersat. Many years ago, you knew me as Lazarus the Dyer. I have returned from the brink of existence. No! You are a false god! The White Mantle is mine! Don't listen to him! Empty words, formed by the forked tongue of a snake. The human seat of power and its current monarch are inconsequential. We are destined to face more virtuous pursuits. My true believers, you're welcome to seek shelter in my light. To those who doubt, you're welcome to burn. Not yet. Kanak, go now! Don't stand there with your mouth agape! Get me out of here! No! He's gone. I'm sorry, Kanak. However, I can help to catch him. Kanak's mission failed, but at least we know the White Mantle were responsible for the Bloodstone explosion that cost so many lives. And with this report, and the sworn testimony of Kanak and the Commander, Cordicus's true nature will be revealed to all Crichtons. It is safe to assume that Lazarus the Dyer is the one who reversed the explosion, consuming its power to resurrect himself. As Cordicus and Lazarus battle for dominance over the White Mantle and its resources, it is a dangerous time for Kryta. Even with Lazarus's stated disinterest in the crown,
Queen Jenna still has to face a growing mantle presence in her kingdom. Cordicus, pressed between the shining blade and a bloodstone-empowered Masat, may inflame the situation further, as the minister has always placed his desire to hold on to power above all else. This is Fornax Kingspear, reporting for the Crichton Herald in Bloodstone Fan. May the Six watch over you. Thank you.